the fact that we have gotten something right does not make me take my eyes off it anymore mm, mm, mm. that's the mm. difference because you want to make sure that what's what what's there is not going to remain that you yeah know it on that also right and the constant innovation is the only strategy we have You know, Naveed, I've been just going through your Twitter handle and there's so many people from the ecosystem, everyone congratulating you. From Caesar Sen Gupta of Google saying that he's looking forward to working with you to uh, Mohandas by saying you're a star and, and uh, uh, congratulations because, you know, besides all the, you know, the good positive vibe, you, the news of Glance becoming uh, a unicorn and, and raising money right now. I think what is very significant is that to us, to all of us in India, you also represent an entrepreneur who stood his ground. You know, you, you for all young Indians, you were the first unicorn the country saw in Mobi. Everyone looks up to what you built within Mobi. And now you've done it again with Glance as we end the decade. Tell me, what does this mean to you, uh, to InMobi, to you as an entrepreneur and, 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 and to, you know, what you study of the Indian entrepreneurship ecosystem? First of all, I, I have to thank all of those people because I think they've been very generous with their, uh, with their comments and, uh, and gratitude. Um, I would say uh, a few things. I think one is entrepreneurship and any in, in, um, you know any of such fields is always about constant innovation and not yeah. just the innovation on the product or the business the market but also about yourself right and i think it's a it's a constant it's unlike sports for example where you peak and then you go away uh in entrepreneurship you can continue to and you know and you've seen like you know you're some of the best examples in the country you know uh, Reliance in itself is the biggest example of that, right? So it's created, it had a very, very large, was one of the top three companies in the world, innovated itself, got into digital in a big way, right? And so, you know, you have to follow those examples and right? that's, that's true for, and, you know, for a period of five to six years, there was no, not too much conversation noise around, you know, what Geo is thinking about or yeah. what Reliance is doing. So you have this period where, you know, things kind of look lull because, you know, someone is creating the new things and they, and they come out with something which is very, very, very good. Those are examples that I really like, by the way, because, you know, they're led from innovation. They're led from, you know, a, a principle of, you know, rethinking a space. And of course, we can't do it at the, at the same level as that of, of a geo, but we think we are also trying to do that in the space of digital, which we think we understand quite well. Uh, and, and to me, this was, uh, this was a, uh, this was a case of innovation and mm. even what we started off with, within Mobi was at that point of time was relatively very, very new, not many, maybe a couple of companies here and there had even, were even attempting it. So we are, we do like to believe that, you know, we take the road slightly less traveled at times when it comes to picking on ideas. And for a while, it will seem that look it's pathetic, it's bad, you know? And so uh, a part of all of this is to uh, be able to not let those messages and voices impact you. And so that takes a lot. Uh, but I think, you know, the large, in the larger scheme of things, the message that we at least hope with this is going out there is that if you, if you do fundamental innovation in any country, any space, you would be able to see some, some things come out very, very, you know, large and different and, 
and even the likes of the big companies and the most innovative companies in the world would look up and take notice right so that's the that's the most important thing that i think we we would we would look at the, on a very slightly different dimension i would also add that all of these things are not possible because a one person wanted to do it and i yeah. just very clear on that uh, i get you know significant disproportionate portion of the coverage uh, just because i'm head of the organization but i think the organization is the one that actually build these things and um, and you know we have stayed true and together uh, true to our philosophies and values and culture and true to our thesis of people uh, through the you know the goods and the bads and and to me it's the it's it's you know people do say you know culture eats strategy for you know for breakfast um, and of course you know we also believed in that but we now see it right mm -hmm. so you know it's you know to believe in it to like to agree to it to believe in it then to see it those are different things and we're seeing it and and the the success of you know both in mobi and for glance now uh, both are very predicated on the fact that we have uh, a very dedicated set of people who love the company and we love them and it's a family and we are all together and truly believe in that and and we would want to take it forward with that because look the strategies will change the markets will change something else will come up but this is not this is something that will not change so what's constant is only this one everything else is you know uh, transient and temporary and you know we will keep uh, running through that yeah and and you know what is also constant uh, with you and and your company is uh, within mobi is that and glance is glance of course is the new uh, uh, child uh, is that there is resilience and there is there has been resilience and 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 consistency so and and with that i want to ask you navin that when you launched plans right there were a lot of questions ki uh, scale kaise hoga how the monetization is going to happen what is like does it make sense but it has scaled today it has more than 100 million users you're in five languages just just take us through what you are seeing with glance because earlier you know the whole thing was that it's a lock screen for all these uh, oems right and and it's to uh, use that space but how are you now seeing 2 3 4 years into this how are you seeing glass evolve you know there are two kinds of companies uh, mm. or two kinds of approaches in the world right one is uh, people or companies that can see things that others cannot see uh and the other is that look it's very visible how to get there so everybody has to like execute the other out in order to get there right so mm. you compete on execution muscle to get there we typically fall in the first bucket we like to believe that we are able to see some things and by the way when you try to see some things in the future you also go wrong so it's not always that you get it right we've yeah. had our own share of things that went wrong for us uh so in that i think all the questions that were asked at the time when we launched glance were all valid but there's no there's no disagreement on those questions i think we just knew the answers uh people didn't believe in some of those answers and said hey this might happen and that might happen true um we took those risks and tried to avoid them i think most of them we avoided if not all of them uh and we also uh you know are hopefully very open about if there are challenges with our business we are very open about that right if we don't try to hide them internally or externally if there is a challenge there is a challenge and we will solve for it right because there is it's very hard to believe 
that there is a challenge that one cannot overcome. Mm. Uh, and the point I would add is a lot of people try and like people are very comfortable in drawing a straight line. So if it's not going to work, then you draw a straight line and say it's not going to work. In reality, life is a lot more nonlinear, right? If you can make two or three things happen, then nonlinearity kicks in and people cannot see nonlinearity. And, and to me, this is the difference between people who see linearly and who see nonlinearly. And so to us, if I were to think about life going forward, you know, we, th we have massive ambitions, both for Inmovi and for Glance. Now, more specifically on Glance, uh, you know, we think it's, it is a new way for consumption of content in the world. Um, it's an AI-led platform that is going, that is already changing the way people can, you know, change, changing the way people already consume content. There is no reason for you to essentially keep going into the phone and tapping onto an app. If I like a Your Story content, and then it should come to me automatically if you are a partner of ours. If I don't like it, please don't force me. Right? Yes. It's not going to really help. And so from a consumer experience point of view, it is completely changing the way people should consume content. So that's one part of it. On top of that, we also connected and said, entertainment is changing and you know, and we don't want to take the, take the uh, high ground on, on trying to uh, say that we, we innovated the new content stream, which is influencer-led content, which is what we get through Reposo. It was done by TikTok and they, they have massively scaled it. Because they're absent in India, we are essentially trying to take that uh, uh, you know, mantle to a certain level to say, look, there is a very different new generation of content that millions of us will create. Like, mm -hmm. how do we get, you know, how do we get like thousands and thousands of Shraddha Kapoor's out there, right? Mm -hmm. How do we get thousands and thousands of Shraddha Sharma out there, right? You think about them, right? So different areas and different streams, but, you know, all of them can actually create different kind of content similar. And how do we get that to happen? is a very important aspect of, you know, content also, right? So we think of ourselves as changing the way consumption of content is going to happen across the globe, not just India. Um, and we are going global with this, with this, and we are going to leverage AI only for this. There is no other way. 115 million consumers every day see content, which is more relevant to them and different for them. You know, Naveen, you said very interesting, uh, you know, you said AI, uh, platform, right? Like AI-led platform, Glance, Glance today is that. Whenever there is a conversation, and you would have heard this, that whenever there is conversation across board, then people say that nobody has done what ByteDance has done when it comes to leveraging, uh, you know, AI, machine learning. I want to understand, and that's like, and then what they have, they put significant resource, capital, time uh, to do that. I just want to understand again, you know, from you, when you look at Glance, when you look at Roposo, of course, there is a gap right now, especially in our country. But how are you thinking about the tech and how are you thinking about AI? So look, the reason why you would not see a lot of success of the examples of it through AI like ByteDance is done is because AI really functions very well at larger scale, slightly larger mm. scale. And we haven't had homegrown successes, especially in these spaces as much, uh, where you could really leverage AI to that, to that extent. So that's why mm. you, don't, you don't see it. Uh, from our point of view, we are a big believer in homegrown, in-house grown uh, talent. And, and we, are, we are a very solid AI shop internally. That's why we have what we already have. Now, 
of course, with this new capital, et cetera, we're going to go deeper into that. Uh, I don't have a magic wand in terms of saying uh, what's the, you know, how are we going to crack AI? But I think what we do are making sure is that everyone in the company, right from myself down to the operations person, everyone basically thinks AI first. There is no other way to you know, progress in this world if you're not an AI first thinker, which means any problem that you want to solve, if you do not have enough, if you're not thinking about it from an AI first perspective, you're not asking the question at least, you may not know the answer, you're not even asking that question, then trust me, you will be obsolete in less than five years. And we have to believe in that, right? We don't want to be obsolete. Uh, and, and you know, the saying is out there that either there will be companies who will embrace AI or you'll be shut, right? There's only two scenarios. So you know, fr right from creation of content to, um, you know, personalization of content to uh, personalization of uh, operations, or oh, sorry, uh, automation of the operations, everything will be AI-like, right? So for us, we, you know, just like you would have in every unit, subunits of, in, in our company, in, in any company, you would have engineers and product managers and designers. We now have AI people in every subunit and they are mm. core members of that team. And the first question everyone who leads these subunits has to answer is to say, how are we solving this through AI? And if you don't ask that question, you'll be removed. Yeah. Um, and it's that important because till we, till we take, and by the way, you know, I'll give you an example of this in, in practicality. About a year ago, uh, maybe yeah, about a year ago, we sat down and we, we kind of put down our plans for uh, you know, international expansion. And we said, okay, if we were to expand in these many markets by these many times in this much time frame, let's say two year time frame, this is a year ago, right? Uh, we would need anywhere close to about a thousand more people in the company. Uh, our AI had stood up and said, wait a minute, I, my machines can do this job and you would not need to hire a thousand people. Now there was a split room out there to say, hey, you know, yeah, that's great, that's cool and that's nice, but maybe if it doesn't happen, then what's the, you know, will be. Today, we are scaling and we have half the number of people than we had a year ago. And we would require probably 125th of the number of people to scale to the same level that we were planning to scale a year ago. And that's happened. It's a reality for us. So the, so AI is a, what's the right way to explain this, but you know, it, ha, it, it is not predictable, right? So you, but you have to keep trying till it gives you results. And the minute it gives you results, it's a compounding, uh, compounding interest result, right? So, and it compounds on a daily basis. So if you think about compounding on a daily basis, it, it is very similar to the curve in the beginning, but then it takes off. Mm. So you have to have patience in the beginning with AI to say, okay, I will keep trying this. And I think we are seeing few results, and this is just one example of it. We are seeing some very practical results of AI in, in play for us. And, and we are very confident that, you know, that's the only way for us to go forward. Yeah. Naveen, also on the scale, which glanced the numbers that you have today, they're phenomenal, big numbers. And now with Troposo, you know, but there have been platforms and we've all seen in the last few years, there've been platforms, there've been significant funding that has gone into uh, uh, the space and more so in local languages, content, social content. But we haven't seen that kind of sustained scale. How, what, you know, I would love to hear your view. You've got such marquee investors and you have 
demonstrated scale today you and and you are going after a global market what do you have to say what are some of the challenges uh, in this in this space i think there are two or three things right one uh, in any of these consumer platforms you have to keep solving for the consumer hmm. and why i say that is because i think people confuse the numbers as success the number is not a success i can i can for example 6 months ago we could have spent a, you know few millions of dollars and gotten a lot more acts, a lot more scale on proposal we didn't everybody else in the market was spending money on short video we didn't why because we wanted to make sure our product is delivering the unit economics and has a high retention rate and has a high engagement rate because if you don't have a high engagement rate and high retention rate you can put pour the money yeah it'll go away so but that takes time and there is no predictability on when you'll get it right so one thing's become very clear to us we do not rush into we do not rush into scaling for example even on glance we spent 2 years plus this being a project before it became a unit within inmovie forget becoming a company right 2 years 2 plus years was just spent on getting the product right and we kept on doing that kept and the team was less than 10 people maybe 5 to 7 people and then at some point of time we said okay this is a sub unit so we increased it to about 20 25 people it was only 18 months ago we said okay this 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 the metrics look okay for us to scale now it will be a large one we can pull it out so we were not in a hurry but the point i'm trying to make is you got to solve for the end consumer and you got to have those metrics that you really have to constantly work on and if you try and scale too early just by you know throwing money at people the throwing money for consumer acquisition it is not going to work because the consumers are not really there to say oh somebody paid money to get me i must stay at it there is no reason for them to do that and so they go away and i think that is what's very critical for all of us to understand is that in consumer businesses or irrespectively even in the b2b businesses you got to get your product right and you got to get that right till you get it right you cannot go and scale yeah 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 The you know, you have is not necessarily the best criteria to define the future success of yours. It is to say you you have the resources, but whether you succeed in in future or not is a function of uh, you know you know how much you know how much is your customer really liking you. And I think at some point of time, and this is a different point than what you maybe were asking me, entrepreneurs in the country need to be able to say no to the rapid growth asks from the investors. because yeah. the, the you know there is this blitz growth fund that everybody is trying to have and i don't see successes based on that by the way yeah. successes which were like you know we are just growing blitz growing right now but where is the success where is the long term success where is the longevity um, in terms of building something which you know you can you can sustainably build like where is the unit economics on this right so all of these questions are probably asked once you have gone through some of the cycles that part of us went through because you know we've seen the the blitz growth and we know it doesn't mean anything because sustainable growth is what really really matters so i think there is a message out there to every other entrepreneur to try and you know be more um, you know secure about some of these things yeah 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 uh, you know having said that you've got the uh, very uh, Marky investors, I I didn't know honestly of Mithril Capital, which is founded by Peter Thiel and Google. So uh, tell us, Naveen, what and then is is this the first investment of Mithril Capital in India? No. So Mithril Mithril uh, is co-founded by Ajay Royan and Peter Thiel. 
Uh, Ajayan and I know each other for many years now, about six plus years. Uh, and he's, and you know, the, the fund is one of the, they, fu they fund very advanced platforms mostly. This is their second investment. Uh, so they, they invested first in us uh, last year. So that was their first round mm. and they participated in the second round also. And they also have one other investment in India. I think it's called the, uh, uh, in, it's in the robotic space. Mm. Uh, so they have one more investment in India. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So it's been a, it's been a great partnering with them uh, in trying to build this, uh, build this out. And, and, and if, if we could be privy to the conversations that you have with investors, what gets, what got them excited? What got Metrol excited and what got Google excited about that? It's very interesting. The same conversation would get some people excited and some other people nervous, right? It's the, the concept <laughs> is not different. Uh, it depends on your ability to see the future, right? If people yeah. see the future and, and to believe in that future. And some people believe in certain future and some other people believe in, uh, you know, certain other, certain other kind of a future. And so uh, I think what, uh, both Mithril and Google really liked was the way we were changing the consumer experience on the phone. This change in the consumer experience, by the way, is very fundamental. Like for the last 20 years, all of us have been using our phones and that phone has not changed the way it functions. Mm. Uh, the lock screen specifically, that's what I meant. The lock screen has been exactly the same yeah. uh, for the last 20 years. And because it's been the same for the last 20 years, you know, we came in and we just, you know, innovated on top of it. Yeah. They told me, and by the way, that's what that's what you know. Both Google and Mithil love because it's like okay, this is paradigm change. This is like changing the way consumers consume the internet going forward. Now, some people would look at it and say, wait, wait a second, that may not happen because of A, B, and C issues. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Like, but our 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 vision is not changing. You know, we are going after that, and we always knew, by the way, that this is going to be you know it's bold. It's very similar to, let me give you two, two examples, which all of us will, uh, you know, have, have, have now seen in our lifetime, which is one is WhatsApp. There is no reason for WhatsApp to have existed had there been great innovation being done on the SMS, uh, you know, in the SMS platform. Yeah. But that never happened. And so on day one, if somebody were to stand up and say, hey, do you think WhatsApp equivalent service would scale? You would scratch your head and say, why should it scale? Because there is SMS. But there were certain visionaries who believed in that theory and story and, and went about it. And today, voila, that's the only platform that you use. And, you know, WhatsApp and WeChat are the only, you know, few platforms that across the world are getting used. So the world changed in front of us. If you look at Uber, you know, the cars have existed in front of us, right? All the while, it was always there. It was only 70 years later, somebody came in and said, okay, there is a software-led efficiency that can be created on top of it. Yeah, you were like, yeah, of course, right? So the, the the best innovations are right there in plain sight. They're in plain sight. Uh, it's an open secret. The, the best innovations are open secret, and therefore the biggest ones, if you think about it, by the way. I know you can go through every example, like which is like the top twenty such examples. You would see them and say, well, someone else should do a better job. Yeah. But that doesn't really happen. What happens is someone who is, you know, chipping away, you know, step by step on it is the one who's going to win that. Um, and so we're not in the messaging space. We are not in, you know, in the car space. We are in a, we are de redefining a new space, which is the lock screen. And we, we chipped away at that for, you know, especially in the last 18 to 19 months, a lot. 
uh, we continue to kind of innovate on it in our own little, you know, in-house garage uh, for, you know, for a few years before we actually brought it out, right? So it, it works for us right now. And so, but I think that's the only way to make the like, world-changing innovation and the only way to make a dent in the, in the universe. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm getting very inspired listening to this. You know, have you, have you changed the way uh, now having, you know, built in Mobi over the years and, and so successfully, have you uh, changed the way you look at metrics? And, I'm, and here I'm asking more in terms of glance and, and repose. So are you, you know, looking, how are you looking at growth and how are you looking at the numbers? Because you have very significant numbers, but do you have like this, okay, next six months, next three months, we have to, because you are a man with audacious big numbers. You know, and yeah, sometimes they do sound crazy because I had met you when you started Glance and, and you had said that we will have 20 million or something like very soon. And today you have so many more numbers. Do you, are you looking like that or are you looking like, okay, right now we let's, you know, let's, you know, engage with the users more. How are you looking at your metrics? Look, I think that there are two different parts to this. At any point of time, the consumer engagement and retention metrics, they're paramount. Mm. The day those numbers falter, doesn't matter what my scale is, it's gonna go away. You know, very famously it said that you know, Google search didn't do a great job on search, people will move to something else, right? This mm. trillion and a half dollar enterprise could just go away. Mm. They always have to be very, very good at the core of what they do. And now of course there are many such services and Google is just one example, right? So at no point of time, I am being, I am, I am, or any one of us is taking our eyes off retention and engagement. And we always have to keep improving that. And it's a constant, innovation. it's not like, you know, just did one thing and we'll just continue. So that's, that's one part of it. There, we have made very bold decisions of saying maybe, and this is by the way, where you don't have an answer. Like nobody knows the real answer, right? You just have to have, a, a point of view of the future to say, hey, well, influencer-led content will, will, will make it big or, you know, creating live content, you know, will make it big, but we'll see. We'll see what becomes and what doesn't become. If it doesn't work out, you don't do it. If it works out, you keep doing it. So you have many teams trying to, you know, constantly push the envelope on that. The second part is to say, okay, it is not as if we are just at zero level, right? We, we, know we have a level of engagement, which is very good. So we can certainly scale. Right, so it's not a it's not a two year ago or three year ago or two year ago issue where we're saying we must get this right before we scale. We now have, to a certain extent, you know, engagement proven in us in, in with us. The the aim for us is audacious to say the ability for this platform or the this platform can be in front of every user. This is a platform for every user, um, which means today we are in you know hundred plus million user base, we want to take it to a billion plus users. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's not even being audacious. That's just being, you know, we can get there. Uh, now that's the other part of it, which means of course you have to go, you know, across the globe. And so there is a big part of this, by the way, where we are looking to launch and looking to go much deeper in the rest of Asia, especially Southeast Asian markets, Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand, Philippines, all of these markets. We're looking to go very deep in Latin, uh, South America, so mm. Brazil, uh, and we are looking to launch in the US over the next, all of this should happen over the next 12 to maybe 18 months. 
so we are being audacious when it comes to the expansion of this, but we are being very, very tight and focused when we think about the user experience, right? So it's a, it's a, you know, and it's, by the way, what I said is nothing even rocket science, it's overtly simple, but I think the difference which you are asking, how is that different now versus maybe earlier is I am not, uh, the fact that we have gotten something right does not make me take my eyes off it anymore. Mm, mm, mm. That's the mm. difference because you want to make sure that what's, what, what's there is not going to remain that. You yeah. Know it on that also. Right. And the constant innovation is the only strategy we have. Uh, and, and everything need not be big innovation. It can be micro innovations also. Right. So it's always, so how do you get the teams to essentially then have an environment of creating newer experiments and doing new things and without, and half of them will fail. And, you know, you know, the remaining, you know, 40%, you know, might not really work that much that well, only 10% will succeed. So in an environment when you know that, you know, the experimentation is the only way and 10% will only succeed, how you keep everybody motivated is a very different philosophy and, and thesis because that's the only way innovation gets done. Yeah, yeah. Naveen, are you, uh, you know, when we had, we had spoken last time, you had uh, mentioned that at that moment, you know, you were getting the product right, the use, you know, uh, getting the initial set of users. Are you thinking of monetization now? Yeah, yeah. So monetization is certainly in the uh, in the horizon in terms mm. of you know, thinking about it. But also, you know, we understand monetization. So there's one thing we understand very well for the last ten years: the monetization. Now we also understand its positives and its negatives. Which means, if we were to essentially take what we what uh, what we we know what works and what doesn't work. By the way, let me tell you that. Uh, and what works and doesn't work, not from monetization point of view, from a consumer experience point of view. So even when we think about monetization on uh, of glance, we are very clear that we are going we are over this year we are going to experiment a lot. We're going to experiment like crazy on many, many things. And we've got to get it right. It has to be very native, very value adding to the end consumer, because if it is, then it's not seen as an ad. If it is not seen as an ad, then you know, then you can just keep paying for it and then keep making money out of that. Of course, you know, it's a business, you have to make money out of this, right? So, but we have to also get it right. The, the good part is we, we have a very large engine which support mm. this on day zero. We just, we, what we don't have a full answer on today is what's the, uh, you know, what's that experience that you have to create? Mm. Everything else in the back end is ready for us. Uh, that's our advantage uh, given the size of Inmobi. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to ask you, uh, and I, I'm just asking because this is what we discuss, and, and maybe this is what one thinks that Inmobi should go for an IPO. And I'm sure as entrepreneur like you would have it in your radar and, and properly. And then we, you know, I just want to, we had such, we saw such a good IPO of Pubmatic, right? Like recently, uh, and, and how the share price rose just in few hours. Uh, want to understand from you, you've built in Mobi, it is an iconic brand, we've all looked up to it. Are you thinking about, and now you have Glance and you have Roposo and I don't know what more, but <laughs> are you thinking of uh, you know, going public? Uh, so I'll tell you what has happened in the last uh, you know, 24 months and give you a little bit of that to answer the question. In the last 24 months, ad tech as a space, uh, 
was not necessarily before that the ad tech as a space was not necessarily looked upon favorably by the investors because the belief was google and facebook would take the whole market yes i'm very clear with a lot of things happening out there is that they would certainly have you know and including amazon now they would certainly have a large share of the market anywhere from you know 65% to 75% of the market would be with them but the advertising market is so large so massive that there is still a 25 to 30% market which is left out there and in that space there will be few players who will become large um, and therefore the the pent up the pent up demand of independent players in the advertising space is really fu- fueling the ad tech stocks to really soar and yeah. if you were to look at the index over the last 24 months the ad tech index by the way has gone up uh, almost by 4x relative to others uh so now it's actually the one of the top performing if not the number one performing industry segment today in the last 24 mm. now this of course means that it's a great time for any ad tech company including us our performance in the last you know 24 months like 2020 had was the best year in our history ever uh phenomenal growth massive profitability uh everything just looks like it's just it's it's on a rocket uh so certainly we feel very excited about about this and we are evaluating it very very strongly uh, as we speak i don't have an answer on men and etc right now have we haven't devised that but it is certainly on the on the uh, on the horizon yeah and then navin that brings me to my one of maybe my last question you know to and 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 you will also agree here is that you know you came into the startup world and i remember very early days for me for all of us and we saw you you were like you know poster boy jo hota hai indian startup ecosystem mein you were the first and 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 we all were looking the success you got was so instant so quick and of course your personality added to the overall uh, this attention that you were getting but in between in mobi had a tough time and 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 then you pulled Uh, everything together and 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 became profitable and i remember meeting you over the years and 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 many places you know we've discussed and you said that and and with pride i could see that profitability the 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 orientation that you changed and then now with glance again it's very important to discuss this that you know again you have uh, uh, built a unicorn and i can just imagine at the back end what it would mean and what it has meant i want to understand from you and this is for all the entrepreneurs jo bhi dekh rahe for everyone to me you know one can debate on many things but one can't debate about you is on resilience endurance uh, vision and mad scale which you somehow go and make it happen and then i can also imagine at back end how much of what it would have meant what will you tell entrepreneurs today and 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 be very honest and and authentic and tell us what it has meant yeah, because yeah. this is a big moment today but yeah no of course look and by the way it's a great question uh and there's a lot of learning in that cycle by the way yeah a lot of learning in that cycle things that we did well and, and many things that we did not do well uh there are a few things that i always now when i talk to the entrepreneurs i do tell them one uh fundraise is not a success but it was not it's not true like people like you cover that and so it you know for you know early 30s it's like wow this is this is it have i arrived uh but the reality is that's not an arrival that's just a beginning uh, yeah. there's no one to tell you that and and you know the people that surround you at that point of time don't tell you this 
because they, they only tell you that, look, you've, you arrived, you've made it. But it's just the beginning. If you think about this, a billion dollar company is irrelevant in the larger scheme of the world. It's irrelevant in the larger scheme of the world. This is, it has no meaning. But yeah. it's a great milestone that you can be there. That's yeah. why. So somebody has to tell you that. And, and, and somebody has to slap you into place if you're not there. And, you know, we went through that same uh, blitz ourselves and, and we didn't have anybody to tell us that. Now, I see a lot of the companies in India, you know, I think somebody covered, I think your, your platform only covered that 11, uh, you know, unicorns got created in the country this year. I think it's important to go back and analyze the, the, the true performance of the companies, not in terms of the valuation all the time, but also in terms of, you know, how are you doing on unit economics? How are yeah. you doing on, you know, and it need not necessarily be that you must, you know, must be profitable, but at least on unit economics, if you're profitable, like, are you able to get there? Right? Can you see profitability? Are you really, do you really have market share that, that is coming by, by yourself or are you, you know, paying for getting the market share again and again and again, and, you know, how long will you continue to do that? And these are just very simple questions, which by the way, are business 101 questions. And somewhere in this frenzy where I think the, the alignment between the investors and the entrepreneurs is not there. You know, the, mm. the structure between the investors and the entrepreneur is actually is very misaligned in my view. Um, and I've seen this up close. Uh, if the company is doing, if the company is doing bad, then the investor basically says, hey, I don't need to be, I don't need to see it because I have a portfolio strategy, right? So they, they do not spend time with you. They, 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 they would like to dump your stock and kind of move on to someplace. So there is misalignment of that because as an entrepreneur, that's your only life. So you're working hard on it. Yeah. Very well, by the way, if you're doing very well, then also the incentive is not aligned. Why? Because the, the, the investor out there wants a markup on the valuation so that he could become a hero in the, in the fund. Well, that's yeah. not what your objective is. So therefore they come on the, on the board and basically tell you to say, spend more money in improve the vanity metrics. Wait a second, the vanity metrics is not a business. Vanity metrics is vanity by the name of it. Yeah. So that's not necessarily true, but they're, they're looking to optimize a very different metric, which is in a two year time frame. I invested in X, I got it at three X. Look at him, I'm the hero. Because that's, but that's not what it is because you know, you, you, your markup has no real, you know, dollar return attached to it. But that's what the world is going through right now. So someone also has to sit, sit, you know, put people down and say, or entrepreneurs up there and say, hey, your incentives with the investors is actually not going to be aligned. You should know what you want to build. Be yeah. What you want to build. And so therefore then go ahead and build that, right? So there are three, three or four things. One is when the investment comes in and you become a large enough company, don't go crazy. You have, this is just the beginning. Second, you're focused on unit economics and profitability. And third, the, the lack of alignment with the investors is a very tragic one, by the way, because you know, are, those are the ones who are spending most of the time with them. Now in all of this, I think the, 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 the piece which gets missed, which I think we got right because of which we are, we are where we are, was the, was the people dimension of it, which is to say, the conversation which will never happen in a board meeting would be the one which is around how are you people how are your people being treated are they happy are they are they secure do they trust you do you trust them uh, and the check for that the metric for that is to see how many good people are leaving the organization not not attrition at a higher order how many good people are leaving the leaving the organization and how many leadership people are leaving the organization if your leadership retention rate is like low and an attrition rate is high this strategy is flawed. It mm. is flawed, right? 
Now, for for us, for example, our leadership team has been together for now maybe nine years or so, um, and that I mean a broader leadership team, like some eight, seventy, seventy, seventy-five people, right? Average age is like maybe seven, eight years. Uh, we are a twelve-year-old company, right? So they, they have been with us for you know majority of our life. I don't have to call them anymore. I don't have to pick the phone and talk to them all at all points of time. I just you know you just send a WhatsApp and get you know they get yeah. it. and they get me i get them you know it works both ways yeah that piece of it never gets talked about in the board meetings it's not a, it's not an important criteria i see companies you know throwing money at people you know kind of being brash about how to how to treat people and humans and you know and that's not right and you know you're not going to build a long term sustainable enterprise if you do not think about the most important asset and not just in the words but in your actions Right, so yeah. those are the four or five things that I would say are just very crucial and different. Uh, some of it we got right, some of it we learned. Hopefully, we are now doing most of them. Uh, but those are the things that I would tell any entrepreneur out there. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Are you taking off? Huh? New Year's valuation is high. Second yeah. unicorn. Work, the work starts now, as as I said. Just <laughs> no, no, no. Been staying at home is not bad. Been staying at home for now about ten months now, nine ten months. So. Oh, so you're not working? So your office is not open? No, we will open middle of next year in July. So okay. So it's not open for the next six months. So everybody is at home, and they should be at home, right? They, they, yeah. Yeah. Is the point in calling people over? Why? I. Why should we? Why should you risk human life for getting some extra work done? Like doesn't yeah. make sense, right? We should just let people be more safe and. Yeah, and the work that. and the work is getting done, and and the work is getting done, and yeah, uh, thank you, Naveen. Very uh, inspiring talking to you as always, and and congratulations on Glans, congratulations on what you've built, and congratulations for being uh, a role model to oh, to, role model to all the entrepreneurs in India. I have last question, which I've been told I didn't ask. What does money mean to you personally? Money. Yeah, what does money mean to you personally? What has it meant? Uh, explain the question again. Maybe I didn't understand the question. Like money, just say what I know. Like okay, I'll tell you answers which I've got that at one point money meant something, but now it doesn't mean money. Blah 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 blah. Money, Faisal. आपके life में what does it personal? Mean? Yes. Oh, personal. No, no. I think it's a it's a very important thing, by the way. uh it's an important thing because it it is one of the most powerful resources to do anything you want now what you do with the money is very different than what what it takes to get it right so what it takes to get it is is one dimension of it what you do with it is is what your life should be all about right so part of what somebody explained to me many years ago is to say don't don't be shy about making money but be very very clear about what you want to do with it because mm. if you, you know you're not unless you know i'm i'm I don't have a lavish lifestyle beyond certain, you know, few things here and there, but which can, which you know, you can buy anyhow. But if you want to really do something in life and make an impact, which you can with, you know, just by yourself, it's a great resource to have. So I am all about, uh, you know, all about in having the money, but to utilize it for something which I hope will make uh, something else come to life. And you know, the role model there, of course, is Bill Gates, right? What he has done with his life. you know nobody could have asked for more money and nobody could have done what he has done which is to say i'm going to give it all away and change the change the planet right change yeah. the planet 
a bigger story than what Microsoft is, and bigger, more bigger impact than what what Microsoft is. He's 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 on to that, and yeah, he's just sixty four, frankly, right? So that's the power of. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, hope you have a lot of money and 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 you do a lot of great things. Thank you, thanks a lot. Thank you. Take care. Yeah. Bye.